Hello, good morning, friends. It is Jen here, and today we are in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26 today. And this is a portion of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus goes from before he was talking about relationships between people and God, but now he is going to switch over and start talking about relations between people and other people and how his followers should respond to everybody. So go ahead and grab your Bibles, and I'm going to start reading in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 21 in the W.E.B. version. You have heard that it was said to the ancient ones, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Reka, will be in danger of the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of Gehenna. If, therefore, you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are with him on the way. Lest perhaps the prosecutor deliver you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and then you be cast into prison. Most certainly, I tell you, you shall by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. So like I said, Jesus is now talking to his disciples about how they should be treating their fellow humans. And he starts off in verse 21 by saying, by quoting, I believe, the sixth commandment of the Ten Commandments, you shall not murder. And he's saying to his disciples, you've heard the Ten Commandments a thousand times. You know the commandment, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. And then he says, but I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. So... Jesus is trying to tell his disciples here that it's not just the physical act of murdering somebody because murder starts within the heart. And God cares just as much about the condition of your heart as he does about what you do on the outside. And he is telling his disciples that anyone who is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. And I know that early manuscripts did not put without a cause in their uh, translations. The Greek does not have without a cause in it. So the Greek would say everybody who is angry with his brother will be in danger of the judgment. But for more clarification, because of the fact that anger is not necessarily a sin because Jesus does get angry and the father does get angry. And also, um, there's a verse in the Bible that says you can be angry, but do not sin. So anger in and, in and of itself is not a sin, but the reason they added without a cause was to help the English speakers understand what Jesus was trying to say a little bit better from the Greek, because Jesus was saying, whoever is angry, like maliciously just continuing to be angry with his brother will be in danger of the judgment. And let me go over to the AMP version, because I think the AMP version says it kind of interesting. It says, 
anyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice against him. So the AMP does not add without a cause, but it's just a constant malice that you have towards somebody. That could be considered murder because you have this hatred in your heart. And even though you are not physically going out and murdering somebody, you have murderous intent in your heart because you are constantly malicious towards this person. And then he even goes on a little further to say, whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother, Reka. So Reka was an Aramaic insult at the time that meant you empty headed idiot. Oh boy, how many times have I said that on the freeway when somebody pulls in front of me or something? And I'm just like, uh oh. But um, I have terrible road rage, just to let you guys know. It is one of my faults. But anyway, I'm going to go back to scripture here. Um, it's definitely not a laughing matter. But Jesus is saying that whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother, saying, You empty headed idiot shall be in guilty before the Supreme Court. And here it says the Sanhedrin. So at the time, the Sanhedrin were the members of the Jewish court. And Jesus is saying that if you call your brother Reka and somebody turns you over to the Sanhedrin, you will be guilty in front of them because you are sitting there insulting your brother. So don't even insult your brother. Don't insult him. Don't call him an empty-headed idiot. And then Jesus even goes on further to say, whoever says you fool to your brother shall be in danger of the fiery hell. It is saying that if you harbor this malicious intent in your heart and you call somebody a fool while having this malicious hatred and um, murderous intent in your heart, and you call somebody a fool, you could be in danger of the fiery hell. And it doesn't say you're going to be going to hell, but it says you could be in danger of the fiery hell. And so Jesus is trying to say that the condition of the heart matters just as much as what you are doing on the outside of your heart, as what you are physically doing. And this would have been a message also to the Pharisees because we talked about the Pharisees last time. This would have been a message to them because they think that they are so perfect because they kept the Ten Commandments perfectly on the outside, but on the inside, they had malicious intent towards other people and to towards those who were poor, and they harbored this malice in their hearts, and this would have been a message to them as well, saying, you could be in danger of hellfire if you don't change the way your heart is going right now. And this is what Jesus was trying to say. So then it says after that, and Jesus goes on and kind of switches the topic a little bit. He says, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and while you are there, you remember that your brother has something against you, like a grievance or a complaint against you. Jesus says, leave your offering there at the altar and go and be reconciled to this person. So what Jesus is saying here is that when you are giving an offering to God, like say you're giving um, a tithe or something, and you remember 
that somebody has a problem with you, you should leave your money there at the altar and go and be reconciled to this person or go and uh, make up with this person in a sense. And that is because the offering doesn't matter to God as much as the heart matters. The offering doesn't matter at all. And these people at the time were giving these crazy amounts of money. Like these, these Pharisees were giving all this money and like showing how wonderful they are. And, but at the same time, their hearts were terrible. And they had people who had legitimate complaints against them that they were not addressing. And Jesus is saying here, your offering doesn't matter as much as the condition of your heart matters. And as much as it matters for you to love other people and humble yourself and go to that person and try to make up with him. Leave your gift at the altar. Make up with that person. Humble yourselves. Make your hearts right with God, and then your offering will be accepted. Then go back and present your offering to God. Jesus says in verse 25, Come to terms quickly at the earliest opportunity with your opponent while you are with him in court. So he changes the subject a little bit and says it still kind of falls uh, among the same lines. But he says, Come to terms quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him in court. And that is, that's going back to, I kind of think of this as like settling stuff out of court. And, um, and I think that's kind of what Jesus is trying to say here. So like, don't try to settle a disagreement as early as possible with somebody so that you are not sued and that you are not turned over to the judge who turns you over to the police officer who throws you in jail. And then you are stuck there. Rather humble your hearts and go and try to make it up with your brother as quickly as possible so that that doesn't happen to you because you're going to be stuck in jail for quite a while, it says here. And it says in verse 26, I assure you, and most solemnly I say, say to you, you will not come out of there, prison, until you have paid the very last cent. Basically, this entire portion here that we just read is all about humbling yourselves to other people, even if they have a non-legitimate complaint against you. Humble yourselves and try to go to that person and make up with them. Do your best not to hold that malicious intent in your heart because God cares just as much about the heart as he does about your outward appearance. So that is another portion of Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. And this was kind of an interesting portion for me to learn about myself, um, mainly because there was things while I was reading just now that I never picked up on before. And I love how God does that. You know, you can read something, but then, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and talks to you. And, you know, I learned a lot from this today. And I hope you guys did, too. So join me again tomorrow. Uh, 6.30 a.m. And I um, am going to tell you that another blog post will be up on Saturday on my website. So make sure you subscribe to that. Go to my P40 Ministries Facebook page as well and make sure you like it. And you can also get into contact with me there if you have any questions or concerns or whatever else. And like I said, I have to I have to have peace with all of my uh, 
my brother is here, so if you have a complaint against me, go over to my P40 uh, Ministries Facebook page and tell me your complaint. Um, but I am going to ask everybody to have a wonderful rest of the day, and I'll see you tomorrow, 6.30 a.m. Bye. <laughs>